don't record, is it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, <laughs> welcome to Tap Talk. Jason's about to pass out. All right, we have a new guest on the podcast. <laughs> it's Jason. <laughs> Say hi, Jason. <laughs> All right, play the intro. <laughs> Welcome uh, to Just a Sip. Uh, today we're doing uh, something special because we have a new guest on. We're doing a tap talk today. Uh, it may not be as long as the rest of the tap talk, so you're welcome. <laughs> People are like, God, these tap talks are too long. Uh, so, Jason, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Um, pleasure to be here. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I don't even know oh, what to thank say. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy. No, uh, yeah, real quick. Because this is a craft beer podcast, uh, what are we drinking? We are drinking. Yeah, you tell us. Do you really want me to pronounce this? I mean, you, you said it before. It. You just so said it. Lag- Lagunitas, little something something ale. Yeah, you gotta say it. No, you gotta say it like like a Sanford person. I bruh, did <laughs> Lagunitas? <laughs> uh huh. Lagunitas what? <laughs> little something something oh, ale. There you go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think the L is silent when they say it. <laughs> a lot of things are silent when a Sanford person says it. I am not now from say Sanford. Say it in Dominican. Oh, <laughs> cerveza. There you go. <laughs> no matter what brand it is, yeah. it's cerveza. cerveza. Yeah, you can be drinking Corona and switch over to Guinness, and it's a cerveza. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and take a sip real quick, and just tell me, yes or no, is this something you like or not like? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yes, definitely. This is, it's heavy. It's it's heavier than, you know, maybe what you would drink during the summer. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people like to drink shandy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, But it's still not too heavy where you can't drink it during the summer. Yeah, no, it's a 7.52% uh, on alcohol, and it's uh, 64.20 IBUs. So it's a solid beer. But, again, like I said, it's a tap talk today. So yeah. uh, I want to get – I want the audience to be able to get to know you a little bit. Uh, kind of going in the way back machine – Oh man! Uh, you and me, we grew up together. Yes. Uh, from from youngins, we were uh, little kids. Uh, you were this kid that came from Long Island, that was just a pain in the butt. Yeah, I think we were <laughs> worse enemies before we <laughs> yeah. were best friends. But you know what? That was good. Like I think that helped us. Like seeing get to seeing both sides. Like we annoyed each other so much, <laughs> but we were like we had each other's backs. Yeah, yeah. You know, it took a little bit, but cuz at first you were visiting a couple times and then and then I got to really then you then you your you and your family moved by us and then mm-hmm. it became solid. Then we became friends. I think we yeah. became friends over video games. Yeah. We started playing video games like, "Oh, you like video games too? I like video games." Yeah. And then we were we were best friends. But yeah. uh uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that's the way it went. And then our families moved together. We moved from Michigan to Florida. Yeah. And we, uh, w- your family has lived with our, f- with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up really close to each other and like you know uh, neighborhoods. So, but we kind of parted ways a little bit when it came to alcohol. Yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Because you know what? Everybody has their vice. Everybody has... No, or I don't want to say vice, because that sounds kind of bad. I mean, it is a vice. Every- <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop lying to the listeners. It's a vice. No, no, no. So, like, everybody has their thing that they like. You know, I wasn't huge into alcohol. Like, I love tequila, just because I'm Mexican. I just... <laughs> I grew up around it, so I like it. But I'm not a... I wasn't a huge fan of vodka and rum and scotch and all these different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you are Dominican... And that, I think that has something a little bit to do with it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, and so they're they're kind of island people. Mm-hmm. So it's like rums, and yeah. uh, maybe like some uh, vodka and and those kind of things because they're mixing alcohols. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what you grew up around. Yeah, yeah. I definitely was raised around a lot of rum and 
Johnny Walker. Um, yeah, in Dominican Republic, Bean. man, Johnny Walker's everywhere. Oh yeah, it's it's gold. It yeah. is liquid gold over yeah. there. And so, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's just it's a, a different walk of life. But I think yeah. it it's awesome. I mean, with our friendship, because you were so into beers and. Like, you were the reason I am remotely interested in craft beers and anything that's not Corona or Heineken or something. Yeah, because I remember once I got into craft beer, uh, World of Beer around me had just opened up. And uh, I knew that I liked beer more than all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to get into. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm 26 right now, about to be 27. So in 2011, for Orlando... Craft beer was really just very recently hitting the scene. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was. I don't want to say new, but it was kind of new. Yeah, I think it was before the the trend caught on. Exactly. So I was really just getting into it, but I was like, man, this stuff is good. And so I used to take you, and you're like, this stuff is garbage. Where is my rum? Yeah, that. But was... you know, over time, everything kind of grows on you. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: What's your favorite beer? Favorite or. Or if you want, we can do your top two. If you can't okay. pick one, um, favorite beer, and you're not gonna like it's whatever you want it to be. I mean, it could be. It doesn't even have to be craft beer. Okay. So whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. That whatever. Takes a lot of pressure off. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be craft beer. Just what is your favorite beer? Um, it varies depending on the season. Obviously, like during the summer, I drink a lot of shandies, and that may be my go-to. Okay. Um, but I guess year-round. Um, I would go with Guinness. Okay. And and maybe I'll go with Blue Moon. Okay. It's yeah. just those two things you can never go wrong no you know, matter the season. We just had uh, Carabelle on our last Tap Talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that's Bradley Sisson who mm-hmm. plays the bass guitar in there. That's his favorite is uh, Blue Moon. Yeah, He's Bradley. Like, it's a go-to, always good for him. Yeah, Bradley and I used to have, I used to be a shock top guy. I got you. And yeah, yeah. we used to go at it for for days about what was better, and I just gave in. And just I think I'm a more of a Blue Moon fan over uh, Shock Top, for sure. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's a solid, uh, a more solid beer. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. I mean, but sometimes nothing beats a Shock Top with a fresh orange in it. Like, you know, if yeah. It's, if it's off draft, like, oh, yeah, it's I, hard to... I remember I was like in the thick of being like a craft beer guy, where all I drank was craft beer, and then we went and played uh, football one day. Afterwards, mm-hmm. went to Chili's, and I didn't want anything but a Blue Moon. <laughs> and they had the two for ones, and I was like, "Give me!" I was like, "Bring me two two for ones <laughs> right now," because they've come in those little glasses, anyways. And I was like, "Bring them!" And he's like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, "Go go 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 go!" And I mean, I could just like slam them back because it was so refreshing. I mean, yeah. it was just like juice. It was so good, but it still has that beer flavor. It's not like super sweet where you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, this is like like I said, juice." But yeah. it still has that beer flavor. You know you're drinking it, but it's it's so refreshing. Yeah, no, it definitely is one of those. It, I guess it kind of ha- it has great balance. No matter what the occasion, you can. It may not be the most suitable one for each occasion. Yeah, but you can't go wrong with it. I'll yeah, say definitely. So okay, I'm gonna ask you some more questions about you. We're gonna interview you this <laughs> time. All right. So, uh, what what do you do for work? Can I ask that? I do maintenance. You don't have to say the place. Just if you don't want to, you can say it. If you I want mean, to, I'll it, say it. It, it don't I, matter. You guys can show up. I mean, I'm, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, it's an apartment complex called Pure Living in Heathrow. It's in Lake Mary, but we somehow got the zip code to say it's Heathrow. Yeah, yeah. But it's really Lake it, Mary. it's all based on the same place. You're technically Sanford. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. really. I'm. There's crackheads around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not too far from yeah. it. <laughs> You're like in the middle of the highway between Sanford, or well, Sanford Heathrow. Heathrow is literally like two inches wide, and yeah. then there's it's really Sanford and Lake Mary, and then they're like, you know what, we want to like make a rich part, so we're gonna call it Heathrow. Yeah, I mean that was the only thing. This honestly, the only difference is the vices are more expensive. Yeah. Now uh, I know that there's some. Yeah, I mean, we could you could say celebrities that yeah. live in your complex. Oh, definitely. Because you got um, the all the soccer teams yes. basically live there, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's. It's shell shocking at first to see um, some of the people there, and but it's also interesting to see how they're regular people, honestly, yeah. uh, day by day. Because you got uh, Orlando City players, mm-hmm. you have Orlando City B players, which is their like minor league. Yeah, 
and you have Orlando Pride players, mm-hmm. which is the major league for for uh, uh, women's soccer. And yeah. uh, I mean, one of I'd say the top five uh, female teams in the United States. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're amazing. And we don't have like three. I know these women don't live there, but <laughs> three uh, um, of the United States women's soccer team on yeah. our team. Yeah, we do. Um, I don't think any of them do. I know we had one of the girls from the Canadian national team before she uh, she got traded. Okay, yeah. I think, like, once you, like, hit the big leagues, like, you got enough money to, like, move out of the apartment complex and go get a house. Because yeah. a lot of these girls are married to other rich players. Oh, definitely. And if they're not, they're looking for <laughs> <laughs> So you will go, you got your little golf cart and you ride around, and you're like, what up? And they're like, mm. yeah, no. We know you're not making <laughs> <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> if you live here or around here, <laughs> not yeah, enough. They're like, no. Are you visiting? Yeah. No, I work here. No, just just turn around and walk away. But I mean, all jokes aside, they're they're all great people, and I mean, you you really get to see how just how human they are. Honestly, um, I've had very candid conversations with a lot of the a lot of the players, yeah. um, both men and women's team. That's awesome. Now. Um Today, uh, I'm over here at your house. We're uh, moving. Well, you're moving. Yes. Um, but now, I never got to live alone or live on my own without being married. Mm-hmm. I lived at home with my parents. And then, well, technically, I lived alone because I kicked my wife out of her house that she owned <laughs> for three months before we got married. And, uh, and then she moved back in once we got married. So I lived on my own for three months. But how is it going from living at home to living on your own, especially with roommates? Like, for me, I don't know. So, And I'm sure there's other people listening that have no idea. Um, it's different. I mean... Is it just like living with another family? Like, going from family to roommates, um, or is it a lot different? Not necessarily. Um, it's It's different, definitely. I mean, you don't... No parents knocking on your door yeah, yeah. asking, is your room clean? Obviously, no curfew if you had a curfew living at home. Do um, you kind of go crazy for the first couple of months? Like, being like, oh, my God, I have no one to tell me what to do. You do, and then you get home, and you realize you're just as tired as you were when you lived with your parents, yeah. and you just go right to bed. Okay, and then you're like, okay, I'm done doing this anymore. Uh, yeah, like, you, you, I really was riled up when I first moved out, and I'm like, every single weekend, I'm going out. Yeah. I'm going to drink. I'm going to party. I'm living life with no limits, and then I'd get home from work, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and see what's on <laughs> <Yeah>. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, Netflix and chill about myself. <laughs> I think, um, I think honestly, just being by yourself, you kind of learn who you truly are. Yeah, I get that. And um, because you're not really dependent on anyone else, like you have roommates, but you don't necessarily have to hang out with them on a constant basis like family. Like sometimes you get yeah. home and you have family there and you're almost obligated to stay there. Is that hard? I'm going to keep oh. interrupting while you talk. Right? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. <laughs> well, you already know this because I interrupt everybody all the time, but... Um, <laughs> Like, I always said that'd be hard picking the right roommates because you don't want to like you almost don't want to live with your best friends. Yeah. Because then if you ever go do something and they're like, well, what about me? You know, mm-hmm. you want to pick friends like people you get along with. Yeah. But people that have like you have other friends besides each other. Right. Yeah. Is that is that true or not true? No, that's definitely true. Um, just because I think being around someone for too long. um, no matter how manly we are, we get catty every once in a while. We, yeah. yeah. So, so I think, um, yeah, definitely having someone who has their own group of friends in their own circle definitely helps out because you guys can still come together and you guys have enough in common where you guys are so good friends, but they're not dependent on you to have fun and you're not dependent on them to have fun yeah. and to go do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you go without me, I'm going to be sitting at home no matter what. Exactly, and then you get home and you're happy, and they're sitting there with the sour like, face. Yeah, they're sitting on the couch like it is eleven o'clock. Where have you been? <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah, so I'm like, when did you put on that wig and wear a robe? <laughs> yeah. Why do you have cucumbers? Get that made outfit off. <laughs> Stop dusting. <laughs> put are some you, pants on. Are you are you pouting right now? <laughs> but no, yeah, like I mean, because I know that you lived with with good friends, you know, mm-hmm. friends that were you know really good. 
Man, I'm sorry. I keep burping with this beer. This Lagunitas is so yeah, good. Yeah, this is uh, it's, it's it's a little heavy, but so, but uh, yeah, like I said, you were friends with the with those guys, but you still had friends outside of it, so it still worked, and they had the same. Now, you're going to be moving in um, uh, and renting a space from someone, so it's going to be a little different because now you're not going to have anybody really. And you're going to have your own way in, own way out. Uh, you're not going to be disturbing anybody. So do you think it's going to be a whole new experience again? Or what do you think? Um, I think so, yeah. Because the last few days I've been by myself in the apartment because my other roommate, he moved out already. Yeah. And it, it is different. Um, I think. How is it going to sleep with no one home? Those noises that you hear around the house, yeah. Right? Because um, when you live at home with your parents, if there's a noise, you don't even think about it because you're like, my parents will take care of it. Like, yeah. you don't, you sleep so much sounder. But when you're, it's you alone, it's weird, right? Like, yeah. I, I <laughs> it's, definitely, it's different. My next door neighbors who live under me, their door is right next to mine. And they went on the street for the like 15 minutes where they would slam the door like, were they like fighting or something? <laughs> I don't know if they just don't hold on the door and just, but they slammed it and I would jump up running. Oh, man. I'm thinking it's my door. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh my goodness, somebody's here. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't expect anyone else to be home. So any little noise that I hear, I'm, I'm jumping and. Yeah. Yeah, those little nightmares you have as a kid when mm-hmm. the house starts making noise. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. very real right now. So Yeah, I remember so uh like I said, I, I kicked my wife out of the house <laughs> and I stayed there for three months. And I remember the first night, so I had everything happened all at once. Uh I did I didn't really like give my parents a whole lot of notice that I was leaving. <laughs> they definitely I, got a note on the fridge that said I'm out. <laughs> almost because like my parents are very emotional and I knew it was gonna be that way. So, dude, it was so freaking, it was so sad. Did you leave a note and a box of Kleenex right next to it? (laughs) No, no. It said, I'm out, and then you signed (laughs) off on it and left the Kleenex next to it? So, like, I, uh, what happened was, (laughs) I told Danielle, and I I told my wife, and I told her parents, because everyone over there knew what was going on. So she moved all of her stuff, and then in one day, I mean, I packed my entire room, because all I had was what was in my room. I packed yeah. my entire room up <clears throat> in my truck and took it in one trip. So I started packing. My dad's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I'm moving out. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm moving out to Danielle's place today. And he's like, okay. And then he leaves. <laughs> he, just, like, he, he leaves the <laughs> he house. He just walks out and just. Yeah, he walks up and drives away. And I was like, okay. So I finished packing all the rest of the stuff. And then my dad calls me crying. <laughs> oh, no. And was Wait. like. I'm just, I'm so happy for you, but I'm so sad. And I'm like, oh, my God, Dad, you can't do this right now. I have a question. Okay. How far did he park from the house? He's probably around the corner. So did you look out the window to see him? No, I didn't see him. (laughs) (laughs) He just went across the street. I can still see you, Dad. (laughs) He moves just like you can just see his tailgate. You're like, I still see your tailgate. You can see him lower his head. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my goodness. So like, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm just, I'm proud that you're moving out, and you're like, you're becoming a man." I was like, "Oh, oh my God, man. Dad, I'm about to get married. Relax." <laughs> and then so, and then my mom calls me. and She goes, "You cannot leave without me being there." And I was like, oh, "Come on!" And I was like, "I'm trying to leave without anybody being here." And then yeah. my mom and my dad both get back, and then they're crying as I leave. And I'm like, "Good Lord, I'm just, I just need to get out of here." So then I, I drive to Apopka. I I deliver all my stuff, and then Danielle's leaving. And then she starts crying. Oh, goodness. And I'm like, good Lord, people. Stop, stop so I'm, breaking down around me. At what point? What color is your shirt at this point? Fine. And I was like, I told my dad, I was like, I'm going to see you tomorrow at work. You know, <laughs> like, I work with my dad. So I was like, I'm going to see you tomorrow. And he's like, it's not the same. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So then Danielle starts crying. And then she's like, and I'm like, baby, it's going to be okay. You know, you're going to see me tomorrow. And she's like, I'm not care. I don't care about that. You're kicking me out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, I understand that. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, I was going to ask how that went. Yeah, I mean, so, like, she left. and Because like, I, I remember I made a joke. I was like, hey, uh, you don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to kill you. Oh, so she went home, or she went to her parents' house. and But I remember that night was really weird because I didn't feel like at home. Like, I remember, yeah. I don't know how it was for you the first night that you actually, like, legit moved out. Mm-hmm. Was it like, it's not home, 
Yeah, no, it's so definitely it's a different form. feeling. Yeah, like because even though you're sleeping in your, I don't know if you slept in your bed that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still just doesn't feel like your bed. Something just doesn't feel normal. Yeah, exactly. I felt the same way because Danielle had a bed, but mine was bigger, so we moved that one out, put mine in, and I slept there. And but it was just like. It's a totally different room, totally yeah. different space. I had more light coming because I had double windows in my, in my in the master. And then I was like, I'm in a popka, <laughs> which I wasn't really happy about. I know a lot of people are listening like, what is a popka? Yeah, we a popka is lost all of not your popka a listeners. great place. I mean, it's not a terrible place, but it's not a great place either to live. Yeah. No. So, uh, I mean, it was just, it was, but everything was different. Like, and the whole time that we lived there in that area, I never felt at home. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was because, like, she owned it before me. And then mm. once I moved in, I was like, oh, this is her place, and I live here now. Yeah. And so, like, now that I'm here, I'm, I live in New Smyrna, I'm like, this is my home. Like, I feel at home when I walk in. I'm like, yes, this is my house. Did it take any adjusting when you first got there to, to New Smyrna? Smyrna? Uh, yeah, I think it took me, like, you know what? No. I think it was, like... Two nights. Okay. Two nights. Like, yeah, I always say two nights because it took two nights to get all of our stuff unpacked. Gotcha. Because we, we tried to unpack fast. We're like, we don't want to keep boxes forever, mm-hmm. so we're going to unpack quick. So we like put everything where it was going to go, and then I was like, okay, because we bought it together, we had this whole process, mm-hmm. and I was like, yes, this is home. And then once we started like building our, like, our, our bar inside the house, once we started putting together our, um, our office and that kind of stuff, I was like... Then it became more and more and more mm. home. The more we decorated, the more it became home. Gotcha. So now it's just like I because I think it's maybe because I live so long with my parents mm-hmm. that home was always with them. Yeah. And then it, so it took a little bit of adjustment, but now I feel at home. Yeah. Have you felt at home here? Uh, yeah, yeah. It took a while. Um, it just just little things that you kind of adjust to, and um, I know it's gonna take some adjusting for me moving now. Yeah. But um. I think one of the biggest things that I have to ask you, okay. how long did it take for you to learn the 2 a.m., one eye open, walk to the bathroom trail? Okay, so I feel like I'm a really old man now because I definitely <laughs> get up every single night to pee. <laughs> it does not, does not matter. It doesn't Welcome. matter if I've, I haven't drank anything. I'm like, oh. So in her master bedroom, okay, so like in a popka, when I lived in a popka, I was on the other side of the bathroom. So, like, our bed was, like, between our bedroom door and the bathroom door of Mm -hmm. our master bathroom. So, I had to walk around the bed to get there. Yeah. That took me, without, like, hurting myself, (laughs) uh, probably two or three months. So, like, by the time Danielle moved back in, I had it down pat. (laughs) Now, we've been living in our house in New Smyrna for ten months. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Danielle is now on the opposite side. I'm close to the bathroom. Danielle has to get around the bed. Ah. I don't think she successfully <laughs> walked around the bed one time <laughs> without hitting her shin or her her thigh or something on the bed and hurting herself. I now don't open my eyes. You just know just, it's part I of the routine. Up. And then, like, I know where, like, my clothes were from the night before. <laughs> I have a pretty good memory for that kind of stuff for some reason. Like, I can't remember what we talked about yesterday, but I can remember where I put my shoes. <laughs> and so I, like, move stuff around and then get into the bathroom, close it. Like, I know how far it is to the toilet, yeah. lift up the seat, everything. And I can do everything without opening my eyes. Yeah. The that's, whole thing. I think that's important. I mean, at least for me, because sleep... Yeah. I think as you get older, it's harder for you to go back to sleep. And yeah, I, I don't have a problem. Right now, I've I've never really had a problem with waking up and then not being able to go back to sleep. That's never been a problem for me. Because I can take a nap and then, like, I can take, like, a four-hour nap. Jeez. And wake up at, like, 6 or 7 o'clock and then go to bed at 10 or 11. Oh, really? And sleep all the way to, like... 10 o'clock the next morning. Yeah, no, I can't do that. Yeah, I definitely. I have no problem doing that. Old age is hitting me hard. I mean, I guess I had a situation where I woke up like at 3 a.m. And same thing, I kind of had, I thought I had my my route to the bathroom down pat. Okay. I made it through the laundry basket. I, I knew where the laundry basket was. Got to the bathroom. 
I went to sit down. Yes, I I sit down when I pee because that's fine. I, I can't you, see the no toilet. No judgment, because <laughs> okay. a lot of times I I have not lifted up the seat before and sprayed the entire bathroom because <laughs> it bounces off of the uh, lid that's over the toilet. Oh, yeah, goodness. that's not good. So I've yeah. definitely sat down many a times to yeah. make sure. Yeah, that I'm okay. I've committed one too many errors with that exactly. Yeah. So I sit now. I thought I had it down, and I go to sit down, and I'm lowering my butt, <laughs> and I'm like, "Where's the where's the seat? Where's the seat?" <laughs> and I'm slowly collapsing, and I'm like, "The seat, the seat should be here right about now." <laughs> but now you have no muscle strength because it's too early. Yes, I'm to way- stop yourself from falling all the way down. Like, ah! Yeah, I'm way past 45 degrees in my squat and. At 45 degrees, I probably couldn't get up anyways. <laughs> At yeah. 15, it doesn't matter. I was done for, and I fell in between my toilet and my shower. And I was <laughs> mad, but I had a full bladder, and I really couldn't do anything about it. It was, it was so frustrating just because I thought I had it down, Pat. But, I mean, it happens. And I think... Um, yeah, I, I definitely I learned my lesson the hard way. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I love getting in there. You're I, like, uh, yes, I've told my pee pee story. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely in the middle of telling how I fell in between my toilet. I thought there was more to the shower. story. Like, I fell in between the shower. I'm like, okay, and then something happened. Yeah. Somebody walked in on you. No, it was there wasn't much to it, and you oh definitely got up and left me stranded. And I'm sitting here <laughs> trying to extend my story of how I fell. Okay. All right, hold this for a second. Yeah. So, uh, you know that I love my uh, my beer tricks. I like to yes. open beers in different ways. So, uh, explain to people what I just did. He took two unopened beers, met both of the bottle caps, and popped one open without popping the other one open. Mind you, one is upside down and one is right side up. And he popped the one that's right side up off without popping the one that's upside down off. You know how long it took me to figure that one out? I saw my dad do it once, and I was like, well, I can do that. The first <laughs> time I did it, worked perfectly. The next 10 times, did not. <laughs> so, I always like, uh, I, I don't really care about it now that I'm older, but when I first turned 21, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm super impressive and awesome. So... I would open up beers however I could, like, with anything. Because I can literally open a beer with anything. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. I do it with the bottom of my shoe. I mean, I can do it with literally anything. So I remember I went to a party, and I was like, yeah, and popped it open. This is once I had it down pat. <laughs> and I'm like, but the bottle broke. The one that was upside no, down? No, no, the right side up one. Oh. But my finger kind of, like, goes pat across it oh. once I'm opening it up. And it just sliced down my finger. And oh. I didn't see it. I didn't feel it. Didn't see it. Nothing. It was just so fast. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoop. And I was like, yeah. And then I'm drinking. And then I just like, I get drip. I'm getting drips on my shirt. I'm like, oh. I thought I was spilling beer. <laughs> and I look and there's blood everywhere. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm at a party at a person's house that I've been at the first. I've never met them before. Oh, goodness. I was like an invite to oh. a party. And I mean, they were super cool people. And yeah. we're, we're friends now. So it's not a big deal, but it was the it was like first impressions kind of a thing. Yeah. It was like the beginning of the night. We I had oh. just gotten there. I I had been there for maybe like twenty minutes, and they're like, "Oh yeah," and they're like, "Oh, I can't find a bottle." And I'm like, "It's fine." I got this. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> oh god! So you, you <laughs> ended up. And they're like, "You're an idiot. You got yeah. blood all over my house <laughs> in my kitchen." And I'm like, "Oh." And then uh, I've done that twice. Now, where you cut your finger? Not where I've cut myself uh, on my finger, but where I've broken the bottle and not mm. realized. One time I split my lip oh. doing it too because I busted like a corner, like only a chip came out of it, but I put that chip right on my upper lip and it, and just, it just, it was like, it fit perfectly. And then I went, whoop, and it was like, what? Oh, and I just man. cut it. And then just, you know, when you cut yourself on your face for some reason, your lips or your, like the side of your face when you're shaving, it just bleeds nonstop. Yes, yes. That's what happened to me. Oh, there was like, there was no way to stop it. I mean, it, I was done. Yeah, uh, no. At that point, do you continue drinking beer? At that point, I mean, oh, you, of course, do you give yeah. it up. I'm a trooper. <laughs> 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 don't get me, don't get twisted. But yeah, so I was just kind of like, I held it. Uh, 
There you go. Okay. <laughs> For those who are listening, <laughs> he is holding his lip up with his hand yeah. as he's drinking, just so they can somewhat get a visual of yes. what he did for the rest of this. Maybe night. I'll take a picture. And I'll put that on on Instagram. Yeah, that definitely has to be done because the um, that's a MacGyver trick, <laughs> right? Yeah, because most people just pack it up and call it a night. They're like, "Well, I guess yeah. tonight I'm just not drinking." Yep, not you. No, always uh, a trooper. Okay, so, Jason. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you had to pick blonde or brunette. Is this still a beer question? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're diving into Jason. Oh, goodness. Well, let's not... <laughs> We won't dive too deep. <laughs> We're not going to hit the floor. <laughs> We're going to kiddie pool this. <laughs> We're going to give him the surface, but we, you got to at least get in the pool to figure it there's out. There's piranhas in the kiddie pool. <laughs> <laughs> so, blonde or brunette? Oh, goodness. Um, white or ethnic? Because oh. I do not consider white ethnic. <laughs> no, You it's, may think it's, it's ethnic if you're from somewhere else. <laughs> See, I've, I was having this conversation with a coworker. Okay. And, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think white people are no racism intended at all. No, 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 no. no. They it, don't have a national Just so everyone dish. who's listening knows, we are literally the furthest from racist people. Uh, just so everyone knows, you're Dominican. You are black. Yes. Yeah. And I am Mexican and American, but I am white. <laughs> like, let's not get it twisted. I am a white guy. Yes. But so there, there's definitely no racism. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Yeah, I just don't want anyone to take this. No, no, way. yeah. So I, I want to make it clear for both of us. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're definitely not racist. So you can say whatever you want. Go okay. ahead. Um, I've, I've sat down and I really tried to ponder on it. White people do not have a national dish. Example, you're, you being uh, Mexican... Tacos, enchiladas, burritos. Yes. Me being Dominican, um, mangu, mofongo, different mofongo. things. Mofongo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, I sat down and I tried to really put together what the dish for Americans Macaroni is. and cheese. But that's an accessory. <laughs> that's true. That's not even American, really. Yeah, I, I guess barbecue would barbecue can. You know what? I think if anything was American, it would be barbecue. Yeah, because I if you so. barbecue something, you I mean, yeah. you can't say baked beans. You don't do, like, barbecue sauce is not a really a thing. It's not a thing in England. Yeah. It's not a thing in Ireland. That's true. And those are the white places. Germany, that's not. So that is that is American. Leave it barbecue to the Americans sauce. to burn something. But it still comes. It, food. it still comes from England because mm. it has vinegar in it. That's true. Like, if you want to make your own homemade barbecue sauce, like, the easiest way is to do, like, ketchup, vinegar, which ketchup still has vinegar in it, but mm-hmm. then you do ketchup, vinegar, uh, salt, sugar, and something else. I can't remember exactly what it is. Like, uh, chili powders and different things, and then you gotcha. make your own barbecue sauce. So, it all, like, st- like people do vi- uh, fish and chips mm-hmm. in England and with vinegar. That's their ketchup. Ah, gotcha. So it still, in a way, stems from it. But yeah, I th- I, I agree. I'm just saying I agree with you. The yeah. long way I'm saying I agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean, white or ethnic, I always say if it ain't white, it ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've got T-shirts on the way if anyone wants any. It's on Redbubble if you fire <laughs> Jay Savage. <laughs> It's on my MySpace. <laughs> I just spill a beer. Um, um, okay, so you prefer an ethnic woman. Um, but uh, is it one of these things where it's like, if she's hot, she's hot? Yeah, I think she's beauty. Beautiful, she's beautiful. Yeah, beauty has no no color. Because there's like ethnicity. some pasty, pasty redheads that are. Oh man, don't get me gorgeous. started. And then there are really dark skinned black girls. Who are incredibly beautiful. Yeah. So it just it really for you it's about personality. We're yeah. guys. We're not gonna joke around. It's personality and looks. Yeah. But what do you prefer? Um, I guess I, I don't know. What do you if, go more towards? Say that. You're that's still a tough all over one. the map, aren't you? I think you just are all over the map. Yeah, I kind of yeah. 
<laughs> you don't have any. You can't. We can't peg you down. I don't think. I'll, I'll let you answer. I'll, I'll stop talking. I'll let you answer. But. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it, and I mean, I think it just comes down to kind of natural selection. Almost is if I can <laughs> honestly, because okay. you, if point. you're raised within a certain culture, I yeah. think you're more inclined, and I think it doesn't have anything to do with the ethnicity of a person. For example, if you like. Um, if you like a valley girl, a valley girl doesn't have an ethnicity, a color, a race. I mean, it's a valley girl. It's a valley girl. I so, gotcha. um, if if you like more urban women, and you know you want them to speak a certain way, there's for white some girls, reason I'm girls. really attracted to cholas. I Mexican, I went through like that. the like the hardcore Mexican chicks from like Chicago and stuff like that, where they're like, "Don't be stupid, stupid." Oh yeah. Like I'm like I don't know what it is, but I'm like. Those hoop earrings, <laughs> yeah, straight out the Even pawn like shop. Danielle and me will be watching a show, and then there'll be some like really ghetto Hispanic girl, and I'm like, like, I'm, like she'll look at me and she's like, "You like that?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my god, you like that?" And I'm like, "I can't help myself." But see, even- I'm an animal. <laughs> <laughs> but I think even with that though, I mean, you're married to Danielle, who is partly Caucasian. I don't know her. Exact- no, she's straight up white. Yeah, okay. she's uh, Irish English. Ah, see? I did not think I was going to end up with a white girl. I'm telling and you. See? Dude, I, I was like, I remember you and me made plans to go to, to uh, Brazil together. We were yes. like, we're going to go to Brazil. We're going to get some Brazilian honeys. We learned all the worst words to learn oh, in Portuguese. Oh, man, we were ready to go, man. <laughs> yeah, and I remember. <laughs> but I think, I, once again, natural, um, like just what culture you're raising, even though you may have an inclination towards the, the Chola, which I do too. Shout out to all my Chola women <laughs> and all my pasty white redheads. <laughs> um, I think at the end of the day, it's what you're comfortable with. So just kind of growing up around a certain culture and just American culture kind of, um, you naturally are more inclined, even though you may not realize it subconsciously, I think. So I, I, I would like to say so many different things, but I think at the end of the day... Um, Spanish women. This yeah. is what I've known all my life. I've grew up with a loud, angry Dominican mother. <laughs> She's a grade ten sandal thrower. You know what? Okay, I hate saying it like this because it sounds so weird, but everybody knows that it's true because it, it literally is true. Uh, you marry people like for men, it, you marry women who are kind of like your mom. Yeah, yeah. It, I my mom's American. My dad's Mexican. I was like, you know what? I'm going to change it up. I'm going to marry either like a black girl or a Hispanic girl, maybe an Asian girl. Who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. But it just won't be white. Yeah. I want my kids to be ethnic. I don't want them to just be white. Because <laughs> if I marry a white girl, then my kids are going to be... One-fourth Mexican. Yeah, like very little Mexican left in them, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, I want something, you know? And then, but I met Danielle and I was like, I can't help it. My mom and Danielle, very similar. Like scary mm. similar sometimes Where I'm like I don't like <laughs> People point it out And I'm like Shut your face Yeah that's What is wrong with you <laughs> And it's just But you know what happens though You know And it's just That's what you gravitate towards Because that was the female figure In your life Yeah And so then You end Like you end up It's not like you want to marry your mom It's not weird like that It's just Yeah I don't You think. like you, you know the traits that you like About your parents mm-hmm. And that's what you look for you know, and yeah. even maybe sometimes traits that you don't like, it's just almost subconscious mm-hmm. that you're like, I already know how to live in this environment. Yeah. So that's what I want. You know what I mean? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think it's almost, I compare it to Hitch, which is to me the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> it's home. Yeah. It's the little, the little dance with the, yeah, yeah. and like you said, dislikes and dislikes, you know the dislikes and you may see it in, in your mate. But at the end of the day, you dealt with it your whole life exactly. with parents. You know how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think um, with someone who you don't kind of know how to deal with certain things, it's kind of a turn off and you just, you just kind of just shy away from it, I think. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. Uh, I think it's the same way. I, I totally agree. But, you know, and again, I just like I don't like to pigeonhole myself. Yeah, and I get that. That's kind of what you don't want to do either. 
You don't want to pigeonhole yourself. Yeah, that's why so. I'm going to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> All my Saudi Arabian women. Hey, um. man, I know a buddy of ours that uh, was about to uh, start dating a girl from Israel. Really? Yeah, and that was pretty interesting. We'll talk to him about it. I don't want to, like, bust him out on us. <laughs> Right now, but uh, yeah, he's like, he started talking to a girl from Israel, and I was like, man, all right. I was like, changing up the gene pool, you know? Like, yeah. Let's, let's, let's mix some things up in here. And he was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, this, that's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. and she was a beautiful girl. But like, it, it didn't end up working out, but it was whatever. I mean, did you meet her? I did meet her. Did oh, you yeah, like yeah. exchange information with her? Uh, well, she's married now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. Sometime. This is we'll going to be crucial. And uh, and everything. So, anyways, we're gonna take a quick break, real quick, but we'll be right back. Yes. Hey guys, I'm here to talk to you about the Florida Brew Tours. I know that you've heard Ben and me talk about it before on the podcast, but let me get a little more in depth with this, just in case we haven't really talked about it enough on the episodes. Ben's Brew Bus is a whole lot different than any other ones that you've ever been on. I've been on a few myself, and they're always an awesome time because who doesn't like being able to get driven from one place to another and drink all the amazing beers that they have at these awesome breweries. Well, Ben's is a premium brew tour. This bus is amazing. I don't know if you've ever been on their website or their social media, but if you haven't, I definitely recommend taking a look. This bus has 25 all other seats. It's got amazing air conditioning because, especially here in Florida, it gets super hot and you got to make sure you stay cool while you're sipping down some cold ones. Uh, They go to amazing locations. A lot of them are here in Volusia County and areas close by. Like we have Persimmon Hollow, Daytona Beach Brewing, Ormond, Beachside, Tomoka. Uh, They also do special events. Like they have a special event coming up on Friday, August 18th. It'll be from 7 to 10 p.m. And that's going to go to 1010 Brewing, Ocean Sun, and Broken Cauldron. So they do special stuff all the time. They're always trying to look for new places to take you guys. It's always an amazing time. They have uh, also a special place that they go to, which is Copper Bottom Distillery. And that's in Daytona, Holly Hill area. Now, the bus cost uh, $59 a person, but what does that include? Well, it includes three five-ounce pours at every location that you go to, plus you can bring alcohol to drink on your way in between both locations. They got a massive cooler that you can throw all your drinks in. They also provide some of their own and they have awesome cup holders that you keep sipping on to make sure that you never stop drinking on your amazing brew tour. So I definitely recommend at least checking out their website. Go to um, floridabrewtours.com and they have their Eventbrite page right there that you can click on it. You can uh, purchase your tickets. Super simple. And it's always a great time. Everybody that has been on says they love it and they want to recommend it to everybody else. And they try to get on the next bus. So check it out and we'll see you guys back on the episode. Hey, welcome back to Just a Sip. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to switch gears. We were just talking about the latest. And uh, that was the worst way I've ever said that in my life. I wish I'd never said that like that. Uh, We were talking about... uh, White women versus ethnic women. Yeah, I love my white women. By the way, just don't don't get it twisted. Okay, like, don't get it twisted. Hit me up, hit me up on um on my Twitter <laughs> that doesn't exist. Jason wants you to get on your MySpace. Yes, and, uh, and look him up. Uh, he still has a video playing of R. Kelly in the closet playing in the background. <laughs> One of the under most underrated series of all time. Um, Did you hear about R. Kelly's cult? Yeah, R. Kelly's got a cult, man. And a lot of people are in an uproar about it. Why don't we start our own cult? I don't know. I think we could do it. We're not famous enough. No, but if you talk a good game, you get crazy people to to join a cult. (laughs) That's all. The only people who join a cult are crazy people. Are they really? Yeah, because they want somebody to believe in. That's all it is. Are we the people to believe in, though? I don't think I'm the person to believe in. I think we could do it. I think we could do it. Enough tequila shots, and we could totally run this place. But see, here's the thing. R. Kelly has the benefit of having a basement. We don't have basements <laughs> in Florida. Where are we doing this? Are we building a shed? I don't know how to build he's a shed. He's got three women, in, or he's got six women split Is it six? split up into two different houses. So they've, he's so got teams. Three. So they're yeah, playing Capture the Flag. Three. and. Yep. 
And uh, now their parents are like calling the FBI and trying to get them back because they're saying that they're brainwashed and being held against their will mm-hmm. and all this kind of crazy stuff, right? So, so when when white people do it, it's cool. When black people do it, <laughs> not cool. <laughs> uh, but R. Kelly does it in a weird way because he's already gotten like pegged for a child molester or being like a weird guy, and then I now guess. he starts a cult. These other white guys are like hedge fund hedge fund managers. And then they become cult leaders to get all the rest of you's money. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's far less severe than whatever he was accused with earlier in his career. Whatever R. Kelly does, I'm just saying that guy has the voice of an angel. He does. He literally has one of the best voices in music. And he's a genius. He's, he's yeah, he's he's crazy amazing with music. Mm-hmm. It's just everything else is he's insane. Fun fact. Okay. He dated Aaliyah, who was 17 years old, wrote AJ Nothing But a Number, and oh had her sing it. God. Oh my God. So That's sh- where the beginning of the cult leader. <laughs> yes, that was, he definitely gave us a glimpse of what was to come yeah. when he did all, all of this. All he has to do is, like, join my COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a terrible voice. But he has to do something like that, and then they're like, oh, yes, I, I follow you. Because I'm telling you, that guy, like, his voice is just ridiculous. Yeah, he definitely does. I mean, he had everyone thinking they can jump when he sung I Believe I Can Fly. Right? I Believe I Can Fly, and I I, I mean, it's still just one of the best songs ever. It like, is. Like, if you play that at any party, it doesn't matter what you're playing or or who the, the people in the crowd are at a party. If you play I Believe I Can Fly, everyone is singing that song or dancing. So is it safe to say that R. Kelly's discography has washed away his sins? No. <laughs> I'm just saying, Maybe the man, <laughs> he wrote, I believe I can fly. He had a stepping in the I name of no love. Way. He wrote Trapped in the Closet. Yes, Does but that, that not- was like, well, he, didn't, he was making stuff up. He didn't write, I was trapped in the closet. He just got to the booth and just started talking about crap because that thing was like, 12 songs long And three of them Were just like I'm still here <laughs> like, uh, Yeah I mean He went back to he the closet like, And he kept singing He's like Yeah the walls are pink uh, I like that bedspread Like he was just talking About crazy stuff yeah. Like it wasn't even Making any sense After a while But still I mean but Because there are certain people Who their Have you ever listened To the whole thing Um Yes, you have. For the most, yes, I, I'm. <laughs> let me stop lie. lying. I am an avid. I think there's still episodes that come out, and I check for them. <laughs> and um, me and R. Kelly have some talking to do. I think <laughs> the series is getting a little stale, and he might need a creative writer like myself. <laughs> R. Kelly featuring Jason, <laughs> walk-in closet. <laughs> It can fit too. <laughs> oh my god! He raps and then you just talk. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, definitely doing. Yeah, like, what up, bro? I'm doing good. You know, nice. <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> I listen. I have I have a vision for it, but we're not gonna get into that. But I, I don't know. I think there's certain um, celebrities whose accomplishments kind of wash away what wrong they've done. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I, I really do believe it. I mean, yeah, I, I think society does that. Yeah. You know, like Michael Jackson when he got acquitted people. I mean, it didn't matter. Even if he got, I don't know, like he got acquitted. So everyone was like, well, oh, not guilty. Even though, like, you know, there had to have been some crazy stuff going on at, Listen, the, at the ranch. He held a baby over a balcony. That alone should have put him in jail. Yes. And he got away with it. Yeah. So, you know why? Because and none of those kids are really his. You the, know what the evidence was for that babies. trial? DCF what? came to his house and they took him to, they, they brought him to trial. And all he did was walk up and play Do You Remember the Time and walked out of the courtroom. No way. That's a lie. It is a lie. But <laughs> for two seconds, I was like, oh, my gosh. Did he really do that? I was like, But no it way. goes to prove how an accomplishment, because we go, he yeah. He probably could have. You hung a baby over a balcony. And he goes, do you remember the time? And just oh, wait, I'm away. thinking of a different song. I was like, do you remember the 25th of September? <laughs> is that him? Is that's it? not him. No, it's, no, that's no. Not he's, okay. he's, no. But you kind of get what I'm saying. Like his accomplishments definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, overshadow his feelings, and I think we joke about it. Um, but I think, I think certain certain people do. Hence, why the, why the Kardashians are still oh yeah alive. Well, it's all about popularity. So 
Yeah, because they just do things to overshadow whatever faults they have. But now I do have to ask. Okay. At what point do you think, as a man, you've reached maturity? Because I realize I reached maturity, and I oh. need to ask you. Say what you just say. I think I've reached maturity as a person. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not here to judge, so. Let's see. <laughs> what was the crowning moment where you realized you became a mature person? No, that that's a good question. So, I think it's a matter of perspective, to be honest. I don't think anyone can be like, I'm mature to everybody. Like, everyone thinks I'm mature because I don't think that's real. Yeah. Um, I think, to be honest... My let's do it like this. I had no reason to become mature before I got with Dent with my wife. Before I started dating her, because I lived at home, I had no bills to pay, I had no real responsibilities. Okay. Uh, I mean, literally, I paid for nothing besides my cell phone bill. I had a, car, a brand new car that my parents paid for everything, so I'm very fortunate in that aspect. But that stumbled me in a lot of ways because I was like, why? Like, I can go goof around, hang out with mm-hmm. my friends, be home at whatever time I want. What? Why do I need to be more mature? Yeah. My friends like me. I'm hanging out with everybody. Like, I'm not hurting anybody. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember every time I hung out with Danielle and I would act stupid, she was like, I do not like you. And I liked Danielle. And I knew she liked me too, but I was like... Every time we would go out and I was acting a fool, she was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I'm going to lose this chick. And then she told me, she was like, I'm at the point that I'm not interested anymore and I'm about to move. I'm going to move to Seattle. And then that's like, that was a defining moment. So the night I asked my wife out to date me, because mm-hmm. I had never asked like a girl to date me before. You know, like you just kind of like talk to girls and you... Kind of, sort of date them in a yes. way, like so it just becomes what it is. Non-contractual agreement. Yeah, but Danielle, I had to ask her out mm. because she was like, she told me we went out, and she's like, uh, "I'm moving to Seattle," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Mm. And dude, I had to have like a. moment. Oh no! I was like, no, I was like, you got one shot. Do not miss. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, Eminem-ing it in the, in the bathroom mirror. <laughs> At a, a bar in Sanford, and I was like, bro, I was like, you need to ask her out right this second. I was like, you can't punk out because you will regret it for the rest of your life. And I knew mm. it. I was like, if I, if I don't do this right now, I will literally regret it for the rest of my life that I didn't even try. Yeah. If, if I ask her and she says no, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because at least I tried it, and now I know. So then I was like, you know what? I have to do it. But I have to do it tonight. So I went out, and I was like... I need to talk to you. She's like, all right. And I said, I don't want you to move. I want you to stay here. And she goes, I'm not going to stay here for any games. She mm. goes, I will not stay here if you think this is going to be for a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, no, I really want to see where this goes. I don't want you to move. And she goes, and, I, and she goes, I don't know. I said, give me two months. Mm. And she goes, okay. Wow. I'll give you two months. Because she said she was moving in four months. Okay. So I was like, give me two months. If you still want to move in two months, that's fine. Like, I won't make a big deal out of it. I'll let you go. I won't make it hard on you. Nothing. If you think you still need to do it, even if you like me and you still don't want to, you, you think like, you know what? I need to grow. I need to move out. Mm-hmm. I, I promise I'll support you. So I go, all right. And we started dating. And then mm. she never left. Wow. Then we got married. So I think that was the moment that I was like, I am beginning my maturity. Okay. So it took a woman to make me mature. Mm. But I think a lot of times that's what happens. You just kind of need a... I, you need a, something a, like to make you mature. Mm-hmm. If there's no reason to mature, why mature? That's true. That's true. You can get stuck in your ways. Yeah. And I think I was stuck in my ways. So it took my wife, Danielle, to push me that way. And I mean, you can talk to my parents. I'm like, as soon as he started dating Danielle, 
the maturity level skyrocketed. My mom says it all the time. She's like, he became a different person. Mm. And it was great. Like, it wasn't a bad way. You know, it wasn't like a different person altogether. I was still me. I was still making jokes and still immature because I still am immature to this day. Yeah. But I think that was the road. But I think that term can get lost in context. This maturity, a lot of people think that's sitting there with uh, a smug look on your face. Yeah, no, it's not becoming boring. Yeah, a lot of people confuse that. Like, just maturity with boring. They think that you have to sit there serious 24-7 for you to be considered we're mature mature now, so we're going to stay home all the time. We're not going to see our friends. Uh, We're going to read a lot of books together. No, that doesn't happen. Yeah, no. No, being mature is... I think being mature is having a sense of responsibility, to Mm. be honest. If you don't have a sense of responsibility, you're not mature because you have nothing to worry about. Maturity takes a play in your actions. Okay. But if you have nothing to act for besides yourself, Mm. then there's no reason to be mature. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's a really... deep right now. That's a really interesting point that completely trumps what I was about to say. This Lagunitas is making me, like, philosophical. It's a little something-something. So, I'm telling you. So, I think that is, like, if you have something to live for, something to die for, something to care for, that's what makes you mature. I really do think that. Because I know a lot of guys who are older than me that are not married, that still live at home. They are not mature. Hmm. And they may be men, you know, like I don't, I don't consider them like children, you know. And, yeah. And like they can be mature at, at times, mm-hmm. but they're not mature people. Hmm. And it's not because they live at home. It's not that. It's, and it's not because they're single. It doesn't have to be that. It's just the way they handle just, certain responsibilities. Just, yes, but they don't have anything in their lives that really mean anything. Hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, so why do you think you've become mature? Well, my point is completely null and void at now this point. Now you can say it. Well, I realized I became mature when... <laughs> <laughs> I moved from Hennessy. <laughs> no, when I moved to Hennessy. <laughs> oh, sorry, backwards. <laughs> I, I realized I've reached... I made it serious. And you're like, I'm making a joke here. <laughs> It was very deep, and I'm coming here to destroy that beautiful wall of poetry okay. you created. That's okay. I'm definitely quoting that on my yeah, Instagram man. caption next time. There you go. Um, you use that with a girl. I became yeah. mature for you. I forgot oh, exactly man, I got, what you I got said. some lines, bro. I'm going to oh. teach you some lines. Oh, my gosh. I need a notepad some now. Some lines that will kill. <laughs> um, go ahead. I think maturity for me was when I realized this is who I am. And I accepted it. I was, I think I was late for work. And normally whenever you're late for work, you go, well, I got stuck in traffic. I just, this yeah, happened, that happened. Yeah, you come up with excuses. I text my boss. I was late because I'm just late. Yeah. At that point, I realized this is who I am and there's nothing I'm going to be able to do to change it. And I realized this is just who I am as a person. And But I like that too, though. Like, that's good. Yeah, and I, I, I think that, I, but I think I don't think maturity can be like sit down to one specific like reason or way that you are. Like, there's multiple factors that make that up. Excuse me. So, that's part of it. Yeah. Part of knowing who you are. Like, I know who I am now because I can't be fake around my wife. Mm-hmm. Like, my wife knows when I'm fake. Yeah, and then she knows when I'm real, and she does not like the fake Gio. You know, mm. she'll like get on me. She's like, "That is not you." Uh-oh. And I'll be like, "Oh yeah, you know." Like I'll I'll be with some somebody who like I'm kind of friends with, but they act a certain way, so I try to act like them. Does that but when Chola Chola loving Gio comes? No, out? no, no, no. That's that's always <laughs> me. <laughs> she has to live with that. But you know, like you get with a group of friend, uh, a group of guys, and they're not, like they're new friends. They're not really mm-hmm. like your guys, but you're like, you know what? I'm gonna act like them a little bit. Yeah. Just because they're like acting a fool or whatever. But hey, I don't want to be that party pooper. So Yeah, yeah. And that's like she'll be like, That was not you last night. Mm. And I'll be like, nah, I know. And she's like, Don't act like that again. <laughs> like she yeah. lays it down, like, you know, don't don't be stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, don't be stupid, stupid. Oh, and I'm like, goodness. oh, Chola. She gives you, still gives <laughs> you, you know, a little I'm about hint to of... buy my wife uh, a gold necklace that says her name across it. 
and then some rings that say like my name. But you just <laughs> can't get her ring. one that says Danielle. Like it's yeah, yeah it has say, to say Danielle across. No, it. has to say like Danny or something. Oh, if Dan- you really want to solve yeah, this Chola yeah, yeah. dream, you gotta say Danny across the necklace, and then a ring, a gold ring that says Geo. Right. Oh, she's got to have your name on the ring. Yeah, she got to know what's know going that on. Was part right? of Chola culture. Uh, it's not on her ring finger because I got a diamond on that one. But you put mm-hmm. on the other ring finger so she knows who. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, who, like who, who, who owns it, but it's not, it's not that. I don't want to say that. <laughs> she edits this podcast. <laughs> yeah, she's, this whole part is. But you know what I mean, like out. you know, it's like yeah that. That's my man. Welcome to the shortest right? episode of <laughs> yeah. Tap Talk. She just cut off. She's like, "Hey, Tap Talk, Jason, how you doing? Okay, bye bye." <laughs> <laughs> she got pissed. <laughs> so yeah, um, no, I know what you mean. I mean, um, but I think with relationships, because example, you like certain things that may not be part of her, her culture. I think you kind of adapt and. I think you oh, maybe yeah. you have as well like things that she likes and maybe we, you both have of, to adapt. Yeah, definitely. Because now the like she feels like she's almost more Hispanic than she is white mm-hmm. because like she's around my family so much. Yeah, and she's more Hispanic than I am because like she likes tacos and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I want a hamburger. <laughs> mm. So it's like, I mean, you know, like she gets along with my dad and, and my grandparents and all that kind of stuff. So, but she's also made changes for that. Yeah, and I've made changes for her family. Gotcha. So I definitely think maturity, even like the women are more mature, mm-hmm. I think everyone makes, has to make that leap. Because, I, and you know what? I'm going to make this too. I'm going to say this too. I think there's two levels of maturity. Okay, I need to hear this. Go ahead. So I think there's a maturity, like like what you have reached, where mm-hmm. you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm not married, that I have figured myself out, Yes. and I know who I am. That's one level of maturity. And then there is married. And I think that's totally different. Mm-hmm. Because you have to go to a total, I'm telling you, you have to go to another level of maturity. Yeah. Because like, you can think you're mature and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know myself. This is good. I can, I can stop myself from doing dumb stuff and all this kind of stuff. But now you have to think for two. Mm. So it's a totally another maturity level. Okay. It's more involved. So I think... I think there's two levels. I like that. I, I agree with that because, yeah, you just can't label it off as whether you're married or single. I, I agree with that because at that point you you have to deal with another person Yeah. and just kind of meshing and with your life. And it makes a difference. Yeah, I see that. So you said she's become more Hispanic just being around your family. Um, yeah. Does she have those dreams where you cheat on her and she wakes up angry at you? S- Sort of. <laughs> she hasn't had a dream where I cheat on her, but she's had dreams where we get in fights, and then she wakes up and she's pissed. And I'm like, I don't know what you're upset about. And she's like, I just had a dream, and you and me were fighting. And I'm like, but we weren't. And she's, I know, but it still felt real. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what to say. But you know what? That's part of the maturity level is being able to deal with it and talk about it. And even though you think it's totally crazy and dumb, you don't tell her she's crazy and dumb. You can't yeah. say that. Well, that's the worst possible thing you can because do because she not. will act they're just crazy winning, and dumb. And they just they're emotional and yeah. they're they makes like it's more real for them of what happened. So you just have to talk about it and get through it. Yeah. And that's part of that maturity level because like you can be mature. But as soon as you come in contact with a woman and she becomes what you think is crazy and you don't know how to handle that, you need that maturity level to handle that. I agree. I agree. And um, I think that's something that a lot of the younger generation, I think they're lacking. I think this is, I read it somewhere. This is the first generation where you can literally look at your palm and press something and find other women around the world. So oh, yeah. for a lot of people where... We did not have that growing up. And we're not yeah, that old. Exactly. And think about our, our parents' parents, our grandparents, our ancestors, where it was small towns. And that's all they knew. And if you didn't like the person you were with, there's maybe two other people that... You can scoop and go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. So you had to sit there and work it out. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, people were married much longer back in the day. 
because they work through stuff because they're like, there's nobody else around me. <laughs> yeah. And this is the person I love. But now they're like, well, I can love somebody else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's definitely changing. And uh, it's something that we have to start teaching the younger generation. I don't for know sure. if we can teach them. It's hard to. Yeah. I'm, listen, I've talked to a brick wall and gotten a point across better than. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, hey, man, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This is my awesome pleasure. Tap Talk. I know we got real philosophical going real, like, <laughs> real deep, but you know what? That's what happens. Yes. Tap Talk is about stuff like you just, that's that's the conversation that happened at a bar. Yeah, you know, exactly. You a beers and you're just talking. This is what happens. Yeah, and hopefully the listeners can have a few beers and Just listen to us talk and, and yell at their phones. Exactly. I think, um, I know this is my first time ever doing anything podcast, but yeah. I've, I've ventured and listened to a lot of different ones, and I think that's my favorite part of a podcast where I find myself sometimes at work or in my car responding to the conversation being had. Yes, I feel the same way. And hopefully we were able to yeah, do, do the, the same, same thing, thing, and you guys can yell at me for... Being whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and no. Hopefully you women, you know, my pale <laughs> redhead women. MySpace you. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the pale redhead women can reach me on MySpace. And there you go. What's what's your uh, what's your Instagram? You have, have your Instagram? <laughs> my real Instagram. It's up to you. <sighs> if you don't want to say it, you don't. It you is do not have to say it. It is Heartbreak J altogether. Oh my God. Um, J A Y. Heartbreak eighty eight J. No, it's not all that. I got the first Heartbreak sorry, J. Sorry, Heartbreak eight oh eight. No, I actually, I got the first Heartbreak J. I feel so special. I have a bunch of rappers DMing me about I took their Instagram name and I'll pay you for it. And I'm like, no. Oh, how much have they offered you? What's the most they've ever offered you? How much does a six pack of Coors Light cost? Oh, my God. That's it? <laughs> um, you got to be like, you got to throw some real money at them. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't really bargain with them. And, you know, maybe when one of them go big, I might, you know, yeah. kind of. Work it, but yeah. Um, the Instagram name is Heartbreak J. Um, when I go on my Saudi Arabia tour, just you know, there you go. Hit you reach up. me there. There you go. Well, everybody else, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you guys can reach us at just a sipcast at gmail.com for uh, anything you want to send to us, suggestions, anything. Otherwise, you can follow us on social media at just a sipcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. But for everything else, keep listening. Thank you guys. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs>